We're putting the band back together. Forget it. No way. We're on a mission from God. Guys show is brought to you by Audible. Go to bookguys.ca slash audible and get a free book just for signing up for a free trial. We're putting the band back together. I thought we were all supposed to wear tuxedo shirts today. My name is Paul Alves and I am joined by, once again, Father Robert Balasur returns. How you doing, Padre? I'm pretty good. It's been a crazy summer. I spent most of it out of the country. Uh, I was hanging out with the Pope, you know, as 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 you do. And uh, now I'm back. I'm, I've moved to the uh, West Coast. I'm in San Francisco and working at Twit full time. So it's been a crazy couple of months. That's what I've been doing while I haven't been here on the book, guys, which has saddened me because, hey, it's it's awesome. Well, welcome back. And we're joined as always. Professor Allen is here. How you doing, Professor? I'm doing awesome. And uh, Sir Jimmy, all the way in North Carolina, how you doing, sir? Hey, doing great. Great. Just excited to have, you know, this the, whole team back together again. The band yeah. is back together. This is great. Episode 91. Uh, Padre, we haven't talked to you in a while. Tell us a little bit about your trip. You were in Brazil for the World right. Youth Day. Yeah. How'd that yeah, go? We had, we had this thing called World Youth Day. It's essentially uh, a tradition. The Pope comes out once uh, every three years. And if he sees his shadow... Spring is extended by over three weeks. Right, exactly. If he pops his head out and he sees a shadow and goes back into the plane, you know, we've got, we've got good weather. I don't remember exactly what the tradition is, but, you know, it's, it's along those lines. But I was, I was part of the advanced element, so I was setting up with a group of pilgrims, about 2,000 of them from around the world, who uh, are at Jesuit institutions. And then it was just an absolute madhouse in Brazil. Uh, the event was great. The pilgrims were great, but... Let me just say, anyone thinking about going down there for the World Cup or the Olympics, it is going to be horrible. That country has no idea what's heading their way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so what's it like? Like mass transit and everything. It must be a big like, it, it, mass, mass of transit. people. No they, such thing. They, they actually turned off the subway. Not, not like It didn't break. They turned it off because they realized, yeah, this ain't going to work. So wow. people ended up walking miles and miles when they should have been able to take a subway. Now, that's just World Youth Day. That's pilgrims. That's, you know, young adults who, who can pretty much roll with the punches. Right. Now, imagine you just spent $50,000 to buy tickets and accommodations and airfare to go and, watch. And you're a soccer hooligan. And you're a soccer hooligan. <laughs> and they say, oh, yeah, by the way, there's no way to get there except walking for two hours. Good Lord. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> we so don't need to upset those guys anymore. Than they already are. <laughs> exactly, they're drunk. So, Padre, now you're 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 based out of San Fran now. Or you're full time on Twit. I am. So I'm in my new studio, which isn't doesn't look like much because I'm actually at the desk part. So you just see the storage behind me. But in front of me, 
it's actually going to be a three-set studio, and I have the ability to turn my cameras any way. I can control lighting. I can control. It's basically the studio I wanted to set up in DC, but I didn't have the time or the money. Now that I'm rolling in the twit bucks, you know, <laughs> I, I I have the ability to do it. Nice, nice. I'm really not rolling <laughs> bucks, by the way. Totally not. Do you have? Are you going to have your own Jason? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, he's actually an older Jesuit down the hall because I, you know, free. <laughs> so Padre, yeah. have you had any time to read at all while you were in Brazil? Uh, this this was a weird summer. I, I'm going to call this my aborted reading summer. Um, I had you know I knew I was going to be traveling, so I got a lot of ebooks, I got a lot of audio books, and I figured, you know, when I'm on that 40 hour bus ride, I can listen to something that someone has recommended. So, what are the things that are hot right now? The Game of Thrones is absolutely hot. I had never read any of Martin's stuff. So I got the entire set um, on audiobook. Nice. And I probably got maybe an hour into Game of Thrones. And I was I was like, I ain't feeling this. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I was in Brazil and I was uncomfortable and I was really tired. But I didn't like it. I, and I, 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 mean, I stopped. I turned off. I'm like, okay, forget this. So I went to Inferno um, by Brown. And I was like, okay, let, you know, supposed to be a pretty good book. He's a good storyteller. And uh, again, I got about an hour in before I just turned it off. And it was like that the entire summer. I must have gone through about a dozen, 18 titles looking for something that I either wanted to listen to or, or read. And, uh, you know, I was forcing myself to read it. You know how you, you get to that point where you're like, I bought this damn book. They say it's good. I'm going to read it until I know it's good. And uh, each time I said, no, no, move on, move on. Uh, so it's, and again, it, I have to give these a fair shake, so I'll have to come back to them when I'm a little less harried, but it's been a dry summer for Padre. Uh, Professor Allen, uh, your comic book rack, anything on there? Well, I've got a few things. I've got, uh, I'm working my way through some uh, cheap comics for the Quarterbin podcast. Episode four came out last week. I've recorded five and six, like to have a few in the can as the pro prod podcasters say. And then this is what I've got for episode seven. It's an issue of Superman from 1994. Nice. And the purpose of my podcast is to read this, spend about 20 minutes talking about it, and determine whether it's actually worth 25 cents. <laughs> I still love the that, quarter, that quarter that podcast. Wonder Woman may be. That was uh, back when a gun could hurt Superman. You, you, you reminded me, Professor Allen, that... Oh, this is the mid-90s. That's yeah. blood sport. You can tell it's the 90s because blood is part of his name. But that's the kind of thing that I would buy for like 99 cents on uh, Comixology. And you, you reminded me, hey, there's a quarter bit. Go to the store. They're, they're 25 cents, and you can actually keep them. DRM-free, as you pointed out last episode. That's right. I also... Now, my, my reading has been... Uh, cut short the last couple of weeks as the semester has started. So mine's the opposite of Father Roberts. Mine was a very productive summer, and I expect a pretty, uh, a pretty fallow fall for my reading. But I did finish up the last Hunger Games novel, uh, Mockingjay, and, and found that was pretty good. You know, ending things is hard. Ending books, ending series, relationships, whatever it is, ending things. And I thought she did a pretty, a pretty credible... There you go, Sir Jimmy. I thought she did a... <laughs> is there, bow and arrow? Is there, a, is there a bow and arrow hidden in there? I thought she did a pretty, a, a pretty credible job 
um, writing really three different books. That's another thing in series. Sometimes the sequel is a rerun of the first, and the, you know, you're, you in essence tell the same story over and over again, which works. You know, mystery novels are often the same story told over and over again. Hey, and, hey the Hunger Games trilogy is still 1,000 times better than the Star Wars original trilogy. Oh, yes. <laughs> Putting it out there. Boom. Uh, I don't, guys, did I talk about uh, Witch Hunt on the show? I might have last time. But I don't think I played a clip. I was randomly searching for uh, news stories on Peter Capaldi, the new doctor. And uh, turns out he's narrated some audiobooks. <laughs> and one of them is by Ian Rankin. Uh, it, it's a terrorist story. Uh, I'm only about halfway through. Uh, so far, I can't give my thumbs up or thumbs down. He's a great reader. He does it in his original Scottish accent. Uh, it's, a, it's a terrorism story that's about a hunt for a terrorist they call the witch, a female assassin. Uh, halfway into it, I'm thinking, there's way too much office talk here. Like the, the scenes in the office with the, 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 the anti-terrorism folks, uh, the intelligence agencies, lots of office romance and things going on it's like tell me the story i don't care what the you know the agents in the england are doing in the office but uh it's getting it's getting better and better as i get to it and i'll probably put a, a review on the website soon <laughs> i gotta read that now i mean right now i'm bye <clears throat> a couple of weeks ago padre i was at fan expo 2013 in toronto what a mess let me, let me get the microphone closer what a mess uh, again, oversold. I don't care what any fireman tells me. That place was oversold. <clears throat> dangerously oversold, as usual. I mean, uh, I know they're sure they have fire eggs and everything, but it was not just because I'm claustrophobic. I mean, literally I could be five feet away from merchandise I want to buy and not be able to get to it because people are just standing there. It was really bad. Uh, Kevin King Lawler and I went down. He even put together a Dalek, which is kind of neat. And uh, we decided, well, we're going to go for a pint. We're going to go outside for a pint and have some real food. Because all they had in there was pizza and, and hot dogs. So we went and get some real, real food. Get back into the re-entry line. And then we're told, well, it's two hours to get back in or an hour to get back oh, in. Sorry. Nice. We had to wait in line for an hour because they oversold it. So they had to wait for people to leave before we could get back in. And this is a $50 ticket for general admission. Come on. Got some I've, been, I've been to events like that. I mean, CES has a few of their events, like uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas. It's, it's the big mecca for, for gadget geeks. But uh, they do things like uh, CES Unveiled, which is the, the big press gathering before the show actually opens. So it's yes. only supposed to be open to press, but of course that has expanded over the years to include bloggers and people like me who aren't really professional press. We just like to pretend we are. And um, it, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous how many people people they try to pack into that small small space uh and i, I don't you know it, it really destroys the experience because yeah. when all you can do is stand up straight and hope that you don't get pickpocketed or have one of your orifices violated accidentally uh, it's it's not it's not a great place to be and, and you know they and, had a lot of, of street geek cred before because they did allow in all the you know podcasts and 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 this is where we're getting our news now we're not getting it from city tv or cbc so I literally had to fight like mainstream media guys with their huge cameras to get all my footage. And then you, you look at the mainstream report and it's like a 10 second clip. By the way, there were Daleks. 
And now let's <laughs> now let's talk about Miley Cyrus. And I'm like, come on. I had to fight that guy to get footage. And it was a 10-second clip. Come on. But it was neat. Got to hang around with Colin Baker there for a bit. Lots of fun. We got lots of footage. He was fun. Uh, he had a good time with the Daleks. A uh, couple of ad-lib uh, comedy uh, liners going there. He was great. Uh, so we're going to play a little clip. It's about 10 minutes long. If you're not a Doctor Who fan, skip 10 minutes in the podcast. That's where we beat mainstream media. You can't skip mainstream media unless you TiVo it. But, but check this out. We did get the world record for most Daleks in one place. We beat the English bastards. Screw you, English bastards. We won. Please push in to this side of the room with your photos taken and registered. Oh, yeah, so. Let's go. 51. Tell you, make it, Dalek. than others. Ooh. Are any of these genuine stolen from England, darling? <laughs> no? We are Scarlet! <laughs> Can you talk? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? He just said you're ugly. Who is the person who has broke our record? Come to the front! Who 
And the guy, the guy who the the, <laughs> the record was ninety five. I think they hit one hundred and fifty six. The ninety sixth guy, the guy who broke the record, was from Scotland, and he was wearing like a Dalek kilt. It was great. He was like six and a half feet tall. He was a big, big man. Uh, they had a lot of fun there. Lineups, lineups everywhere, Fan Expo. Jeez, but uh, they really should start letting the blockers back in because I really the press pass really helped. You know, right? Because <laughs> now. Any blog post I post about is going to say, big lineups, oversold. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, uh, Brian Chi, who was my, one of my co-hosts on This Week in Enterprise Tech, he was the man who introduced me to the press pass because I had just been attending those shows. And now I will never go back to a regular attendee pass. The press yeah. pass is freaking <laughs> awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, guys, we're going to take a quick break. After the break, we're going to speak to a constant reader who, who won a library contest for reading the most books in the summer, five years in a row, but then was going to be disqualified next year because he read too much. He was too good. They wanted to get him out of the way to make room for the people who read less books. And that's not right. So we got a hold of him. And uh, Sir Jimmy and I, we had a little chat with the young lad. And that's coming up right after this break. 
Hey, this is a shout out to Paul the Book Guy from Gabrielle de Cure, director of Ender's Game Alive, and also Ender's mother, Mother Teresa Ender. I used to be Valentine, but now I'm Mother Teresa Ender. Hi, Paul. Have a great show. Now, Sir, Sir Jimmy, there's a young gentleman in uh, Hudson Falls, New York, New York State. His name's Tyler Weaver, and he calls himself the king of the reading club. Now, at the Hudson Falls uh, Public Library, there's a reading contest. I'm going to put down my notes. In the summer, they see who can read the most books. And apparently, Tyler has won quite a few times. But this year, for some reason, he's being disqualified. And you know what? We, uh, we got a hold of Tyler. And he's on the line now. Hello, Tyler. Hi. How you doing, buddy? So, so what, how many times have you won this uh, reading contest? Five years in a row. Five years? Yep. So, so what happened this year? I, I'm, I'm told that uh, you're being disqualified this year. And, and why did you cheat? Why are you being disqualified? Uh... Well, since my, my librarian's my grandma, and I uh, have, and since I report my books with her, they think I'm cheating. And not actually reading the books. But you have been, have you not? Yep. And, and I'm reading oh. here that you've been the top reader since kindergarten? Yep. Wow, and uh, see, I, I can't believe some of these numbers. 373 books in the five years you won? Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure. Okay. Okay, that's according, according to your mom. I don't track of that many books anyway. That's, <laughs> you know, you got, past, you got past like five books. That's impressive. 373, <laughs> that's off the charts. Uh, I have to get past 10, 10 books to actually be in it. Wow. So you did that in what, like what, five, six days? No, uh, six. Oh, the five the fives, uh, no, to get to 10 books, how long does it take you to read 10 books? Two days. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> you beat me, and I'm the book guy. I'm one of the book guys. Yeah. That's <laughs> so you, I'm going to give you one of these. There you go. Sir Jimmy, I think now we're going to make officially Tyler Weaver is now officially a book guy. That's for sure. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I hear that there was one of the contest years you had to read a book from every state the United States? Yep. Did you do that? Yep. Let's go back to West Virginia. <laughs> Remember anything about West Virginia at all? Because that's my home state. Um, well, I have a book, a book that tells all about the 50 states. Oh, very nice. I'll see that. That's very nice. T Tyler, how did you feel when they said that you couldn't be part of the contest anymore? Angry. Mm. Oh, just angry. Disillusioned, perhaps. Yes, a little, a little bit angry. Mean? Disillusions means that uh, the things you thought were set up to be honest and true about the universe are suddenly cast into the depths of uh, things ain't right. I think that that means that people thought that I didn't, that I didn't read the book, so yes. Now, now, your your brother Jonathan also has won second prize, I believe. Yep. 
How many times did uh, Jonathan? Is Jonathan's your brother, right? He's seven. Yep. And he won second prize. How many times? Um. Uh, hold on one second. How long were you in the Buffalo? Yeah. Two years. Very nice. Very nice. Was he cheating? Times. Was he cheating? No. So none of you are cheating. You just love books. Yep. What's your favorite kind of book, Tyler? Dinosaur books. Dinosaurs? Very cool. Yep. Do you remember any of your dinosaur books you read? Yep. Tell us about your favorites. Oh, I like the Therizinosaurus. It's a huge dinosaur with three giant claws. Dinosaurs um, are awesome. <laughs> and my other favorite is a Tyrannosaurus Rex, but but everyone knows about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tyrannosaurus Rex. They can't even comb their own hair. They got little 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 paws. Yeah, little hands. Now your your mom says she's extremely proud of you and your brother, and especially you for having held the title for five years. But this year you're not allowed. You weren't allowed to participate. Is the contest already over this year? Uh, yeah, since school started already, but okay. I won anyways. You won any? That's right, you won anyways. <laughs> Even though you weren't allowed to have a prize. No, I was allowed. Oh, you, you were they? Were you allowed to actually uh, compete this year? Yeah. The weird thing is that they banned me after I already won. Okay. <laughs> now, are you allowed to compete next year? Well, we'll see how things turn out. <laughs> we'll good see. answer. I like that. That's our next president. Very good answer. Listen, uh, Tyler, I know uh, the library director, her name is Marie Gandron. Well, hopefully she'll change her mind because we think you have been the top reader for five years. You should be allowed to compete. And it's up to the other kids to try to beat you. And just because you win every year, there's nothing wrong with that. It just means you're a winner. Yeah, if if you read the first paper I was in, uh, it said that that Marie Gandron already changed her mind. That is brilliant. See, we were worried she hadn't changed her mind, and we thought it was very unfair. But either way, Tyler, uh, the Book Guys show, we're gonna send you an SD's remote control helicopter because we figure you have enough books already. So we're going to send you a remote control helicopter in the mail as your prize for being the king of the reading club, okay? And uh, we'll keep in touch. And if Marie Gandron doesn't let you in next year, you keep reading. We don't want you to stop reading because you are a constant reader. That is a great thing to be. Okay, okay. bud? <laughs> so you'll get that in the mail soon. We're going to ship it off to you very soon. Okay. And that's courtesy of our friends at Terry Toys. Answer Jimmy and myself, Professor Allen, the Padre. All right? Yeah, we were thinking um, that what they need to do is set up another prize that's really awesome for second place because we already know. We know you're going to be gonna first, be, right? right? There is a prize for second place. Yes. But they need to make it a little more awesome because everybody knows they're not going to win. Yeah, Tyler's going to win first every so time. So if second place was a little <laughs> more awesome, everybody might not feel like they have to give up. They're not going to win because, uh, you know, there's only one constant reader award. And that's right. right there. So the first official constant reader award goes to Tyler Weaver. And Tyler, 
Would you be interested? Have you ever done a book report for school? Yep. Would you be interested in maybe coming back sometime on the Book Guys show and uh, doing a book review of some of the books you've read? Sure. We'd love to have you be our junior book guy, official. Okay. Very cool, Tyler. Thank you for spending, I know it's almost bedtime, but thank you so much. Don't stop reading, and hopefully they'll I let you into the contest next year, yeah? Yep. So keep, keep your eye on the mailbox. It's going to be coming. It's coming. It's a, it's a remote control helicopter, and uh, congratulations, my friend. It might have Canadian postage on it. Don't be afraid. Yeah, don't be afraid. It'll be Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we'll see you back on the show sometime soon, Tyler. And uh, if you read a book you really like, no appropriate for your age, nine years old, we'll come back on the show and you'll tell us all about it. All right? I was hoping that, that I could put one more thing on TV. I mean, on the book guy show. Sure, go yeah. ahead. We're still recording. You bring it out. Yeah! Oh, hey! We got two kings! We got <laughs> Tyler and we got Kevin the King Lawler. I love that. Tyler is definitely the king of reading. <laughs> yes! So Tyler, hang on to that crown, because we'll have you back. Tyler, the king of reading, will come back and do some book reports for the Book Guys show. Absolutely. <laughs> so we have That's a new awesome. book guy today, Sir Jimmy. This is brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we need a we need a uh, junior correspondent. That's right, our junior correspondent from New York State. <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, uh, Tyler, have you have you read Ender's Game? No. Ooh, brilliant! Ooh. Oh, there you go, Ender's Game. They're going to make it into a movie that's coming out in November. You need to read Ender's Game, and it is. I'm going to show you the name of the author. So you can yep. This is the author's name. Orson Scott Cards. Yeah, check that one out, buddy. Ender's Game. It's a young adult. You're a very young, 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 young adult, but it, it isn't too bad of a book. It's, you, I'm sure you can well, read I mean, it. Well, I mean, how old is Ender? He's like He's like Tyler's 10, right? age, yeah. Tyler's age. Yeah. I mean, that is how old the main character is in the book. And yeah, it'd it's be about, fun. It's about a young kid in the future who gets recruited to go up into space to learn how to become a... A guy who pilots a spaceship to fight aliens. Yeah, it's really cool. Really cool book. Lots of fun science fiction. Uh, so, Tyler, sometime next week you'll get your uh, your remote control helicopter in the mail. We we didn't have time to make a little statue for you. I wish we could, but we didn't have time. Hold on. Um, if we're speaking about aliens and spaceships, I have something I can do to make it funnier. Really? There you go. Hey, we got a, Father Robert and this guy are both crazy. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're definitely going to be our junior correspondent from uh, New York State, from Hudson Falls. <laughs> so, Tyler, there's your mission. Ender's Game is the first book in the series. Give it a give it a read, and then we're going to uh, call you back and get your mom to email us up, uh, back, and we'll have you back on the show to talk about Ender's Game. Okay. Because we've all read it, all the guys on the Very cool. And you know what? You have more hair than I do. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody does. Everyone does. <laughs> Thank you so much, Tyler. Thanks, sir. I got your address from your mom, and I'm going to send you that uh, remote control helicopter. And you have a good night, sir. I will. And keep reading it. It makes you smarter. Yep. Stay away from the TV. 
makes you dumber. <laughs> and unless, you be- it's, unless it's an educational show like National Geographic or something like that. That's right. Or Doctor Who. <laughs> Doctor Who, yes. <laughs> All right, buddy. Ooh. Stay out of trouble, okay? Thanks so much, Tyler. You're welcome. And we're back, and, and, and Tyler, if you're watching, it's not in the mail yet, because here it is. That's the remote control helicopter we're putting in the mail, buddy. It's on its way, and that's your prize for being a constant reader. There's <laughs> a good chance he'll get that in the mail before this show hits the internet. Probably. Probably. <laughs> Tyler, fight the power, man. Fight the power. The official winner of the Book Guys Summer Reading Club. That's right. He is the king of reading, my friend. Uh, we're going to go and move on to... Padre, you ready? You got the first story. We're going to do this. Oh, it's nice to have you guys back. Book news. Let's get sexy. We have got confirmation that Charlie Hunnan is to play Christian Grey in Fifty Shades of Grey. I have According no idea who Char- Charlie Hunnam is, but I, I don't, I maybe don't the ladies do. We'll I, all I, know him. We will all know him after that, uh, that movie releases. According to The Hollywood Reporter, moments after announcing Dakota Johnson as the lead actress in the un- upcoming Fifty Shades of Grey adaptation, author E.L. James dropped another casting bombshell. Sons of Anarchy, so hopefully that kind of narrows it down to at least the visual of his face, will play Christian Grey. So for all the fans of the books, for all the fans of the non-books, and for all the people who absolutely hate anything that's grey, thanks to those books, now you at least know who you can direct your hate at. Cool. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't affect me one way or another. I don't think I'll be watching this movie. Uh, I, to, to people who want a real adaptation, I would say watch the film adaptation of The Diamond Club by uh, Justin Robert Young and Brian Brushwood from on Twit TV. That's Starring Father fun. Robert Balliser. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, I, I will be doing the voiceover. I will be doing the retrospective voiceover so you know it's going to be awesome. Oh, you're going to be doing like the, kids, this is how I met your mother. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of those things. So just because I'm narrating the story doesn't mean I'm alive at the end. Yeah, <laughs> it's one of those stories. <laughs> oh, but over to sad news, Professor. Sad news. Yeah, AC Crispin is saying goodbye. Uh, Anne Crispin saying a goodbye, farewell, and thank you. The acclaimed author of her own original Starbridge series of novels, but also n- novels set in Star Wars and Aliens and... Pirates of the Caribbean, as well as a lot of Star Trek work uh, that she had done, uh, in- including some some of the uh, episodes. And she's posted on Facebook that her condition is turned very negative and says, I want to thank you for all your good wishes and prayers. I feel my condition's deteriorating. I'm doing the best I can to be positive, but I uh, probably don't have an awful lot of time yet, time left. It was just a very classy message. And she ended with uh, talking about, you know, I've asked others to collect and to read to me your messages. I don't know how things will proceed, and I don't know if I'll have the strength to post on Facebook again. So very sad, but I thought a really classy, uh, very classy way of movie. saying good goodbye and thank you to her fans. And uh, Professor Allen, of course, very sad. You know, t- uh, cancer has touched my life. It's probably touched all our lives. But uh, I don't want to make light of this. But I got to say that if I was still able to function and knew that I had a certain amount of time left, it'd be nice to be able to say goodbye to everybody. 
and have a party that would be legend. Wait for it. Gary. Gary. <laughs> I'm just saying oh, wow. uh, that would be fantastic. To be able to have the time, like like uh, Anne Crispin has said, uh, you know, to say goodbye to her fans in a, in a nice way. Oh, let's cheer it up. <laughs> Sir Jimmy, let's do this. Bring it up. On film Bring it up. And television. Life after death, Jimmy. Is there life after death? It seems so. You know, um, J.D. Salinger, one of my all-time favorite authors, uh, died in 2010. He was 91 years old. And he achieved his greatest fame when uh, he released uh, The Catcher in the Rye. Now, no, Sir Jimmy, is he, is he right really? Here, hang on, uh, hang on. Hang on. Is he really one of your favorite authors, or are you being a phony? I, don't, I won't say that he is one of my favorite <laughs> authors. Um, <laughs> as far as I've just always, I always admired his reclusivity. Yes. And uh, his, you know, just what he chose to do with the rest of his life and just shutting everybody out. And it's I getting better. It's getting better. Sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's, I think what Paul's trying to say is what happens when a book guy meets a book guy coming through the rye? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, there's this dude uh, was chasing him down for a long time, and and um, he's put together a documentary that's set to come out that uh, chronicles a lot of things about uh, J.D. Salinger's life that I would say nine out of ten J.D. Salinger fans don't know. That he was actually uh, fought in World War II. That he uh, he landed uh, in with all the soldiers on D-Day, and uh, he he actually lost the love of his life to Charlie Chaplin, which really for me puts a whole different time perspective on his age and and the the period in which you know he was uh, a young man, and also that there's he he says that there, there's five unreleased works that are going to be coming out. Um, posthumously, and you know, nobody's really confirmed it or whatnot, but that's the claim. And you know, you're sitting for 50 years up in New Hampshire, and uh, maybe he did some, maybe he did a little bit of writing. You know, do you guys understand how, what this means? We're going to be here on the Book Guys show reviewing the new JD Salinger book. How awesome is that? That is awesome. <laughs> uh, the odds are pretty slim that we'll get an interview. Uh, but oh, it would be worth oh. the review. I'll I'll bring my um my Ouija board. We'll do that thing. This this is this is one of those generational weirdness things where somewhere in the back of my head it's saying, wait a minute, there should be no more books like this. There should wait, JD Salinger. What the heck? Are you kidding me? But, but he, it, he, yeah, that, that, that's kind of a cool. It's a geek. He, he it's a geek seem, feeling. It seems eccentric enough that he would do something like this. I mean, but it's, it's to me, it's just fascinating. Are these other coming of age? Is this sequels? Is these mysteries? Is this uh, Conan style sort See, and source? I mean, so what what in the heck would it be? No idea. But you know what? This is not like when they raided Michael Jackson's uh, safe and and got all the music that he didn't want anyone to hear. That we're going to start hearing over the next ten years the crappy Michael Jackson songs that Jackson didn't want us seeing. This is J.D. Salinger saying, I don't want these books out. They're, they're good books. I wrote them. I don't want them out until 2015. And I want you to, he, he left like a, a schedule when to release them. So it's not like they dug into J.D. Salinger's locker and, and found these books that he hated and, and destroyed. This is, could be good. Yeah, I think it's pretty exciting. And, and uh, his known 
proclivity, I guess you would say, for for very young. I got to give you this. Hang on. First use of the word proclivity on the show. Nice. <laughs> Um, we'll put yeah, up the, we'll put up the right here, definition for, for young, on the screen. Young, young women. Uh, yes, yes. There's no telling <laughs> what kind of sick stuff we're going to see from Mr. Salinger. Oh, no. <laughs> maybe well, not, it may be like worse than Fifty Shades of Grey. I mean, it could be. <laughs> Knowing that he was going to be dead, that there's absolutely no way to That's have true. any sort of complaint against him, he's going to be like, okay, well, here we go. There's no That's repercussions. <laughs> That's, I mean, That's what I'm going to He sold 65 million books already, uh. You know, I, I don't I don't write books, but I'm a pretty good virus writer. So what I'm going to do is program a bunch of viruses that will be just released on certain <laughs> anniversaries of my death. And people, oh, no, it's his birthday again. Ah! Well, that sounds like demon. I was gonna say, you've been reading a little too much Daniel Suarez there. That's right. Mm -hmm. Although I like that. Actually, Leaving behind some like safes that only unlock on certain dates and your books in there. Great. Awesome. Love it. Yeah. That, that actually did happen. Uh, I was telling you how I had a dry summer. I, I got so starved for so something I would connect to. I re-listened to the Demon and Freedom series from Daniel Suarez. That took up 28 hours. Nice, I, that, nice. that was just, I needed to. I needed something in English because I don't do Portuguese very well. <laughs> I do, and I'm Portuguese, but that, that's, that's kind of why. Uh, now, Padre, in, in, you guys are American, so in feet, how close did you get to the Pope? Oh, I he shook his hand. I was I was part of the entourage, so boom. <laughs> the answer is zero feet. <laughs> and and I actually told him I said, hey, you know, you know, uh, your holiness, you really should be watching Twit and drop by the book guy show. <laughs> that, you know what? Let's let's end it on there on a high note. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're recording on Fridays now, so I'll see you guys in a couple days. Episode 92. Hopefully we can all make it. The band can stay together. My name is Paul Vays, Professor Allen. Father Abraham, Sir, Sir Jimmy. See you next week. Xanax 81. <laughs> stay tuned, book readers and book listeners. Book Guys Show will return next week. Same book time, same book channel. Stay tuned for episode 92. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Harry!